This is our devotional commentary for 2 Kings chapter 24. I'm Pastor Doug Corlew. Welcome to the Abide Podcast, where we daily begin with the reading of God's Word. In his days, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came up, and Jehoiakim became his servant for three years. Then he turned and rebelled against him. And the Lord sent against him bands of the Chaldeans and bands of the Syrians and bands of the Moabites and bands of the Ammonites and sent them against Judah to destroy it, according to the word of the Lord that he spoke by his servants, the prophets. Surely this came upon Judah at the command of the Lord to remove them out of his sight for the sins of Manasseh, according to all that he had done, and also for the innocent blood that he had shed. For he filled Jerusalem with innocent blood, and the Lord would not pardon. Now the rest of the deeds of Jehoiakim and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Judah? So Jehoiakim slept with his fathers, and Jehoiachin his son reigned in his place. And the king of Egypt did not come again out of his land, for the king of Babylon had taken all that belonged to the king of Egypt from the brook of Egypt to the river Euphrates. Jehoiachin was eighteen years old when he became king, and he reigned three months in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Nehushta, the daughter of Alnathan of Jerusalem. And he did what was evil, in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father had done. At that time, the servants of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came up to Jerusalem, and the city was besieged. And Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to the city while his servants were besieging it. And Jehoiachin, the king of Judah, gave himself up to the king of Babylon, himself and his mother and his servants and his officials and his palace officials, The king of Babylon took him prisoner in the eighth year of his reign and carried off all the treasures of the house of the Lord and the treasures of the king's house and cut in pieces all the vessels of gold in the temple of the Lord which Solomon, king of Israel, had made, as the Lord had foretold. He carried away all Jerusalem and all the officials and all the mighty men of valor, 10,000 captives and all the craftsmen and the smiths None remained except the poorest people of the land. And he carried away Jehoiachin to Babylon, the king's mother, the king's wives, his officials, and the chief men of the land he took into captivity from Jerusalem to Babylon. And the king of Babylon brought captive to Babylon all the men of valor, 7,000, and the craftsmen and the metal workers, 1,000, all of them strong and fit for war. And the king of Babylon made Mataniah, Jehoiachin's uncle, king in his place, and changed his name to Zedekiah. Zedekiah was 21 years old when he became king, and he reigned 11 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Hamutal, the daughter of Jeremiah of Libna, and he did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, according to all that Jehoiakim had done. For because of the anger of the Lord, It came to the point in Jerusalem and Judah that he cast them out from his presence. And Zedekiah rebelled against the king of Babylon. Coastal cities are given plenty of notice when a hurricane is advancing in their direction. 
Meteorologists can accurately predict the destructive force of the storm and the precise moment it will hit. Evacuations are completed by the time the wind and rain begin pummeling the coastland. But afterwards, when folks go back to survey the damage, they are still appalled. They knew it was coming. They knew its danger. And they look back in horror at its devastation. So it is with the end of Judah, as described in 2 Kings 24. The prophets of the Lord had clearly proclaimed that judgment was coming. They warned that it would be severe and irreversible. Yet, when it actually happens, as the city of Jerusalem is reduced to a pile of smoking ruins and God's people are dragged off into exile, how can we not feel the horrible pain and sadness of it all? The last reforming king, Josiah, made a major mistake when he unnecessarily confronted the king of Egypt in 609 B.C. Josiah not only lost, but lost his life while still a relatively young man. His son, Jehoahaz, became the next king, but his reign lasted only a mere three months until he was captured and transported to Egypt, where he died. The Egyptian king installed another son of Josiah on the throne, Jehoiakim, who ruled for 11 years. Chapter 23, verses 28 through 37. By this time, Judah was facing pressure from both Egypt in the south and west, and Babylon in the north and east. Babylon eventually got the upper hand, defeating the Egyptians in 605 B.C. and forcing Judah to pay tribute to their growing empire. But in 601 B.C., Jehoiakim rebelled. In response, King Nebuchadnezzar sent his powerful army to besiege Jerusalem in 598 B.C. Jehoiakim died and was succeeded by his son, Jehoiachin, who reigned for three months before surrendering to Babylon in 597 B.C. The king and queen, along with all the nobility, men of valor, leading craftsmen, and priestly aristocracy, are transported 700 miles away to Babylon. And Zedekiah, Jehoiachin's uncle, is installed as a caretaker king back in Judah. Chapter 24, verses 1 through 20. Repeatedly, the writer emphasizes that all this took place under the sway of a sovereign and faithful God who was surely fulfilling his word. The sins of Judah had exhausted the Lord's patience during Manasseh's wicked reign, and Nebuchadnezzar became a rod of discipline in the Lord's hand. God is always faithful to his word, even in judgment. Forgiveness was not even an option now, for the nation had placed itself beyond such hope, and the Lord would not pardon. Verses 3 and 4 and verse 20. Thanks for listening to the Abide Podcast. For more information about Summit Church of Alta, go to summitefc.com. And I'll meet you again next time as we abide, living daily in the Word.